Dear friends in Christ, it was a few years ago that our congregation had the privilege of working our way through a book called The Story. Many of you remember that. It uh, did away, the storybook itself, did away with some of the duplication of many of the Bible stories throughout the Bible and condensed it from about a normal Bible size, a thousand pages or so, to about 350 pages. The editors made it consist of, of one seamless story from beginning to end. And I know that some of you here hadn't ever had a chance to really read the whole Bible from beginning to end, but you were able to get through the story book uh, and, and really began to understand, you, you said in many ways, the, the really redemption story in a much better way from Genesis to Revelation. Sometimes it's good to have a condensed version of something, especially when we don't have a chance to read the entire book. Sometimes it's good to get a summary. Throughout the Bible itself, there are examples of people sharing about their faith, their story, both in long versions and and very short versions. In the book of Acts, some of Paul's testimonies are very long, and they take up entire chapters. Other times, there are very short passages that get to the point right away. Paul was a great teacher and preacher. We read that actually one time he was preaching to a group of people on the upper floor in some home, and he'd been preaching for hours. And one of the men who had been near a window fell asleep and fell out the window. And it wasn't so funny because he died. But... By God's power, Paul was able to revive him and brought him back to life. I guess there are some times when we have to be careful as preachers not to talk too long. But the important thing is that those words sunk in deep to those people, even in a long teaching time as that. But I want you to focus this morning on our lesson. Paul is writing to his young friend, Pastor Timothy. Really a short letter, a letter of encouragement. During his fourth missionary journey, Paul had instructed Timothy to stay in Ephesus, to care for the church that he had begun there. And when he realized, though, some months later, that he probably wouldn't have time to go back to Ephesus and encourage Timothy and the people in person, He wrote this letter to Timothy, knowing that he'd probably read it also in front of the believers there and among other people as well that might hear it. He wanted to reinforce in this short letter what the Christian gospel was all about. His purpose was to remind them all about God's grace, and that's the bottom line, he said. It's all about grace. For he himself describes His personality and his background, he was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man, he says. But he was shown God's mercy and God's grace that was poured out upon him. He'd been given strength. His life was transformed, and he became an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Now in Ephesus, there were false teachers. They were giving Timothy a real hard time. They were emphasizing the law to the exception of grace. They put the focus on the law instead. And it strayed from that simple truth of God's love, his care, and his grace. Paul knew that. And he wrote to Timothy, knowing, as I said, that this letter probably would be read among even those people that were giving Timothy a hard time. So Paul simply said, here's the deal. I was deep in sin, but it wasn't obedience to the law that turned me around, that saved me. No, it was only by the grace of God that my life was transformed, he says. And he said, if it was something that could be done in my life, it certainly could be done in your life as well. If someone like me, who was such a terrible sinner and persecutor, could be saved and given hope, there is hope then for all of you as well. I can almost hear Paul, if he was speaking to us today, he would say, for example, suppose a man was to have a serious operation. He was really worried about it. And then someone came to his hospital room and said, you know, I've had this surgery before. And it went very well. I came through it fine. And I was healed. I was cured of what the ailment was. That testimony, you see, would encourage that man that was still to have the operation. Paul did not try to hide his record of past sins. Yes, he'd been a persecutor of Christians and really made it hard for the early Christian church. But it was Paul's hope that others who heard his story, as Timothy shared it, would be filled with the hope that that grace would come upon them as well, even if they themselves had been guilty of terrible sins in the past. You see, the sharing of Paul's testimony in a short and concise way, as we see in our lesson today that Gloria read, can be a good example for us as well. There was a reason that he shared it in a concise way. He knew that if Timothy got up and shared for hours, people would lose interest and walk away. So he shared in a concise way what the gospel was all about, using his own life as an example of how God had transformed him. And it's a good example for us today, as we too have opportunities to do that in our own everyday lives. At the leadership event that I mentioned last week in the sermon that I attended about a week ago in Des Moines, the speaker challenged us to write down our 30-second elevator testimony. The term elevator testimony has been used quite a bit to remind those of us who call ourselves Christians that we only have a limited time. Sometimes even the short time that it takes to go from the main floor up to another floor on an elevator to maybe share or respond in some way to someone there in the elevator with us about our relationship with Christ. It may be 
in line at the grocery store to check out, or it may be waiting for a plane at the airport or over a cup of coffee during a break at work. If someone would ask you a leading question about your faith or share something that's going on in their life and they say, I don't know where to turn, would you be ready to respond to them? I mentioned last week that we were given an assignment, those of us who were gathered in this big hall, when we went out for lunch and before we came back for the rest of the conference, he said, I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to, to, to strike up a conversation with your waiter or waitress at whatever restaurant you're going to. And several came back with stories that when they made an effort to, to say to the waiter or waitress, how are you doing today? Several of the people there waiting on, on uh, these, this group of people said, well, my day isn't going so well. And then that was an opening to ask, well, what's going on? And then one waitress said, well, I'm having a real hard time with my teenage son. And then the people in the booth said, well, can we pray for you? And the waitress said, sure. And so there was a prayer. There was ministry going on. There was uh, a, a sharing there that wouldn't have happened if the people in the booth wouldn't have been ready to ask what's going on in your life. You know, the speaker reminded us that it's important to know what our faith is all about and to describe that, our faith, in a concise, short way. I know for me it's hard sometimes to to get it in a focused way within a minute. You know, and I've asked myself, what would I share with someone who came to me and asked me, what's the heart of your life? Why can you go on when things are not always perfect in your life? Would I be able to know what to say right away? Well, the speaker last week reminded us about three things, and maybe this will help all of us today. First, he said, get to the point quick. Secondly, keep it short. And most importantly, share one difference that Christ has made in your life. Paul did that in a few sentences in our text today, telling his listeners what he'd been like before and how Christ had filled his life with faith and love and hope. Those few lines, I'm sure, had a tremendous impact on the people that heard Timothy read that letter to them. You know, most of us have not had a dramatic change in our life like Paul did. And that was really dramatic, being a persecutor of Christians to becoming the greatest apostle and missionary the church has ever known. But there may be times, even in our own life, when we've strayed from the faith or struggled in our relationship with Christ in some way And as we look back, we can see how we were strengthened and restored and how we now have a stronger bond with Christ. When I was asked to write my 30-second elevator speech that day at that conference, I had to think for a little bit. How how was I going to do this in 30 seconds? One paragraph. And so I started writing down, and I said, well... I grew up in the church, and as a youth, I was 
kind of satisfied with where I was spiritually. But because of that attitude of not wanting to grow during college and even seminary days, I began to really feel that my faith had been weakened and my relationship with Christ wasn't what it was supposed to be. And I I remember praying, Lord, help me not just to read these theological books and think that's all there is when I was going to seminary. And the Lord answered my prayer, and he gave me a renewed sense of the power of the Holy Spirit and the intimacy that God wanted to have in my life with me, a stronger relationship, and and made me more aware of the power of the Spirit. And he renewed my prayer life. And he touched me in a new way. I I love that song, He Touched Me. I can really relate to that. He showed me in a variety of ways that he was there as my Savior and friend. And those things have not only strengthened my faith, but has given me the encouragement I needed and the renewed purpose that I needed in life and continues to help when I wonder whether I continue at times to meet the challenges that come into my life. Well, that was probably more than 30 seconds. But that's what I came up with. Okay? Those things were the heart of what I would say to someone if they asked me, oh, what difference has Christ made in your life? Well, whatever your story, I challenge you to do the same thing. To put it down on a piece of paper when you've got a couple minutes sometime. And I want to just take just a short moment this morning for you just to think about what you're going to write down when you have a piece of paper and pen in front of you. Maybe you'll even do it today. But I'd like you to think of a time when you were maybe struggling with your faith in some way or struggling with something that was happening to you and wondered where God was and, and, and your faith was, was pretty weak. Or maybe there was some sin in your life that you'd been battling. And then to think of how God healed you in body, mind, or spirit, as I shared with the kids, or, or, or how he strengthened your faith and renewed your prayer life, or whatever it is. I hope that maybe with just those seed thoughts today, that when you get home, maybe you can write down a paragraph and read it over and over and share it with a spouse or, or a friend. Allow it to become a part of you. And so when you are called upon to answer someone's question about your faith and how you can keep going even when they know that things aren't always so good in your life, that you're ready to share it, even if you're in an elevator and you only have a few seconds. You know, a testimony, like we heard Kathy share this morning, can be a powerful tool of the Holy Spirit to strengthen us in our own faith. It makes, as someone has described it, it makes the gospel incarnational. And what I mean by that is that in, in just like Jesus came from heaven to be among us, to help us understand who God is in a more personal and intimate way, so by giving a testimony, uh, like we heard this morning, or, or what you do on the elevator in the, in the uh, grocery line at uh, Hy-Vee or wherever you are, it's important to, 
to share it in a way that people can understand. You see, sometimes people just don't listen because they don't understand what we're talking about, or it's too long. But in a short, simple, concise way, we can, by the power of the Holy Spirit, transform someone's life in just a few words if we're ready. If we're ready. And if you want to be open to be a channel through which the Holy Spirit can work, I challenge you today to do that, to write down a few sentences that can be your elevator testimony, something that people can relate to and understand. And we'll pray together that God will bless you as you are a channel for him in the days ahead. Let's pray. O Holy Spirit, we thank you that you have called us to be channels of your work. We know there are people that need to hear words from us about how you've changed our lives, what difference you've made. Oh Lord, sometimes we don't take advantage of people that, that open up to us and we just talk about the weather. Oh Lord, even this week there may be someone who says to us, Oh, I'm really having a hard time at home or at work or whatever. And it's an opportunity for us to share how we've been given strength to meet the challenges of our life as well. So use our 30-second testimonies, Lord, to allow your spirit to work in other lives. Help us, Lord. Help us to share that story that you've given us with others. In your name we pray. Amen.